And again, Monday morning to you, and welcome into Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hey, we got rain. Woohoo! What is that? That's kind of my attitude. I was like, I'll have to see it to believe it. And lower temperatures. Oh. We're getting all that together. It felt so nice this morning. Today's high in the 60s? What? What? what, what? You know what I did? You know what I did this morning? I opened the window. Ooh. I had the window open. Feeling frisky. I did. I was feeling like, frisky. Oh, it felt good. Opened the window and wearing, not wearing shorts today, not sweating. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a little warm in here. It but, is. I don't, and that's odd. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. But, but yeah, it was good. Good weekend. Uh, maybe not in the sports world, but other than that, good weekend. Yeah, well, well unfortunately, I have to get into that today. We got four hours, so I, we'll I, have to. I know. We have to. I mean, I, I mean we, we don't, don't want to. Well, we don't yeah. have to, I guess, but it would be kind of our job to do yeah. that. Darren McFarlane, that's me. Willie Donick, not present. Chase Maccababe. Hello. Max Hers behind the glass. Hi, Max. Hi, guys. Uh, it's just us, guys. And Marquise is still uh, a straggler left over from the morning. Hi, Marquise. Morning drive. He just can't get enough. <laughs> can't get enough. Uh, Willie is out t- today with the Predators Luncheon in the Lexus Lounge. This is sports They're council. kind of their kickoff sports council. Yeah. Kickoff to the season, of course. They have logged two games, beat Minnesota Thursday night, and then fell to Detroit on Saturday. And I've joined... Uh, Morning drive, my weekly visit on Mondays at 9 a.m. I heard that. And it is weird, right? Like, w- like we always talk about their stats that yeah. make sense. Like, you're like, okay. I mean, I, actually, a lot of stats that are really lopsided sometimes. Like, even the Titans 3-18 and 18 in the last 20. Like, it's the NFL. Like, I, I get right. it, but how can you go 3-18 of 18 against anybody in the NFL? I mean, it's just it's set up for parity and... You just over time, you just you don't ever see anything that lopsided in college. You know, Kentucky what lost thirty in a row to Florida, right? A million in a row to Tennessee before they broke that, and and that once again it still doesn't make sense because you have new coaches and new players, and but it's just those stats that are really lopsided. Sometimes, most of the time, they're hard to figure out. Playing Detroit. In this era, in the last five to six year, it would be six year window counting last night as Peter Lavillette is the head coach and being one in 10 mm. versus this Red Wings team, not the 90s. No, the early not, 2000s. This is this ver, ver, this yeah. version of the Red Wings, which hasn't been good. The only no. only thing they've had nice is a new arena. And to go one in 10, like it's just, it doesn't even make any sense. I can't figure it out, and it you know it's the, like the Peter Morazic record, yeah, right eight no with a shutout. Like, how do you explain Peter Morazic being eight no in his career versus the Predators? Like Peter Morazic is. I feel like hockey though is one of those sports. Isn't where he a it jag? Just, yeah, no, and don't say just another goalie, but get, but he is. <laughs> he, he's just another goalie or just another guy. Yeah, I think hockey is one of those sports though where you can have stats like that that you the head scratchers, but. That's just how the sport is. Yeah, the Preds the other night, and it's not that they – I don't think they played bad. It wasn't their best game, obviously. They they were chasing the game, but they were able to come down, come back from being down 2-0. They tied it up. 
and ultimately Detroit was able to to close it out in the third. But you know, there's still like the Duchesne line still looks really really good. Five assists for Matt Duchesne in two games. Philip Forsberg scores again. Victor Arvidsson scores again. Um, wasn't you know? There's a couple goals that I think UC Soros wants back, but you know, as Kyle Turris told me in the post game, we got 80 more to go. So, so it's a long way to go. Um, but it is an interesting, weird stat: one in ten in the Peter Laviolette era against the Detroit Red Wings. Just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Saturday not a this not a good day for sports the in the state. Just not good. And look for it's not me, a good weekend for me. Yesterday, after watching that Titans, whatever you want to call it, I'm like, all right, got the afternoon game, Cowboys, Packers, and then the Cowboys Whoops. lay an egg too. By the way, the Packers have won four straight I know. in Dallas, including the playoffs. Are they? Are the Packers? Are they good? Are they actually good? By the or way, that was without Devontae uh, Adams. Yeah, their stud receiver. See what I mean by things you can't make in the NFL. Nobody makes excuses, you know. It's like, oh, well, but they didn't have that guy. Right, no. but this guy was a bit. Everybody deals with that. But everybody. they got their best player from Vanderbilt, Oren Burks, back. Yeah. So they're one to know with him. Well, well, there's see, there's a stat there. There's the difference. Mm-hmm. Now that one makes sense. Yep. Though. See what I mean? First half shutout when he's in the lineup every time. Mm. The Ooh. NFL is so. I mean, I guess it's the this way. Every year, but it's just weird. It feels weird right now because I can't. There's a handful of teams, or not even a full handful, that I can say are okay. They're legit, but like Green Bay is one of those. Like, is Green Bay good, or is Green Bay just they're winning? They're just getting by. right Well, now. you know, anytime you got Aaron Rodgers, you're yeah. going to be good. If but he's I, under even said, I thought Matt Lafleur would ruin him. Like, I really, I didn't think that relationship was going to work, but so far it has. Well, the difference is too. Their defense is really good. Yeah, that's that helps. No, that helps a lot. That, help, that, that um, helps a ton. So whenever you give Aaron Rodgers something positive on the other side of the football, you know, yeah, yeah, they're legit. I think they're good. By the way, Kansas City. That was, a, that was Patrick, a fun game, though. Better hope Patrick Mahomes is okay. Yeah. Because he did not look good. That, that ankle does not look good. You could tell, especially there at the end, because he got hit twice. Hey, watch the Chiefs without Mahomes if we have to see that. Watch what they look like. Who's their backup? Matt Moore. Who's it? Aaron Murray. Kyle Shermer is third string. Oh. Ugh. Tyler Bray. No, he's Tyler fine. Palco, actually. Is it Tyler Kyle Pal- Shermer? Yeah, Kyle Shermer. Yeah, yeah. Watch the Chiefs if they have to play a game without him. See what that looks like. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, how was the Grove? You went down to Oxford. Obviously, not a good performance by Vanderbilt. They fall, and you know, I guess it's not a it's not a surprise to say they lost Ole Miss, but I mean, just to, you know, I'd even be and then those big plays. I, mean, I don't know where to start with. Him. I know, I just, I don't know. Look, I I know, I don't know where this is going. Where I think it's going is not good. No, I mean because if you win three games and your three wins are Northern Illinois, UNLV, and East Tennessee State, and that's what you hang your hat on a three and nine season. If that's what it is, or if it's four and eight, and your win is uh, maybe Tennessee, or I don't even know. I mean, it doesn't look. I mean, I guess Kentucky. You can beat Kentucky. They're not very good. I don't know if they beat Tennessee right now. I don't know if they, they can't. I don't know if they win. In, at I South think Carolina, Kentucky Missouri, is a win, you know? and that's it. Yeah, for the yeah. conference games. Look, and I'll give 
I, I mean, we're jumping all over the place here, but I'll give Tennessee some credit that they, they at least came out with some fight. Now, they that game went the way that I thought it was going to once Georgia was like, okay, all right, hang on, let's wake up and get it going. And then they pulled away and won like they were supposed to. But I'll, I'll give Tennessee some credit. They made the quarterback change, and they came out and had a lead early on. I mean, they, they took that, that halfway through the second quarter. So at least they came out with some jump and made it, somewhat interesting in the early stages of the game so you know good on them for showing a little little fire and then georgia was georgia how but, was the atmosphere down there didn't look i mean how was it it was good the the pregame the grove is awesome the stadium was pretty full in I was the middle say, section a lot of empties the student section was packed which it was not when i went there for the vandy game what i believe in 2015 so the student section was full. The tailgate atmosphere is awesome. But, I mean, it was the first time I'd been in the crowd for a full college football game in a couple of years. I don't know how people do it. It's <laughs> such a long day. I mean, oh, it's yeah. the, the, the tailgate, the pregame could be the best experience of my life, and it was awesome. Good on you, you for making it into the stadium because I never did that. <laughs> you, I mean, you just sit still on basically a rock for three oh. and a half hours. Stop and start, stop and start. I physically couldn't make it into the stadium when I went for Ole Miss Auburn. I just I I stood up to walk in and I was like, nope, and sat back down. <laughs> I I had pre-gamed a little too much. Mm, okay, so or a lot or yeah. yeah. Uh, something has come to an end in the nation's capital. If you could, Max, I know this is putting you on the spot here, but this just happened. And uh, get a little breaking news, get a little news sounder for us, something to well, make it, it official. Happened this morning, yeah, but we haven't we haven't gotten to it yet. It's breaking to our show, yeah. As suspected, I've been telling you this was coming. It's not his fault. No, it's not. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. No, Will, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's, it's not my fault either. Not your fault. Jay Gruden has been relieved of his duties in Washington as the Redskins head coach, like it's Jay Gruden's fault. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I get it. They're a mess, but the Redskins are a mess. I'd like to reenact his reaction to when he got the news. He may be excited. I, th I think it was relieved. Like Woo! Yeah! Let's go! Golf course! Woo! He may be relieved. I Look, I, that is such a blank show. With Dan Snyder as the owner, and it has been since he bought the team. So, yeah, it's not his fault. He's I think Jay Gruden's a, a decent coach. And I can't really tell you that, okay, he's a, he's a good head coach because he's been with Washington. I'd like to see him somewhere else. I believe he deserves another shot at it. He probably has to go be an offensive coordinator again somewhere. But we saw what he did in Cincinnati when he was the OC there. He won't be unemployed long. He'll get another job. If he I, wants to go, I mean, he, he want, may yeah. want to just go take a break for a while. Yeah, it, well, I mean, he's Time got, in Washington may do that to you. He's got the rest of this year that he can do that. I, I would imagine if, you know, if he wanted to go hang out in Oakland with somebody he knows out there, he could probably do that. You know, be a consultant or whatever, and then, you know, decide what he wants to do. But, look, he, Jay Gruden's a good coach. He just was in a very bad situation. Second year with Washington, they went 9-7, and seven, and he got into postseason. They lost to the Packers in the wild card game, 
eight, seven, and one the following year, seven and nine, seven and nine last year, and then obviously off to the zero and six start. Darius Geis was a first round pick, not last, not this offseason, not in Nashville, the offseason before that. Yeah, has barely seen the field ever. He was out all of last year. He plays what one game this year yeah. already hurt. I out. mean, just a first round pick, just nothing. Dwayne Haskins was very. Seems like it was pretty clear. He didn't want Dwayne Haskins. He doesn't look very good right now. That, that could change. Right. So just Alex Smith. They go sign him, right? That's the guy. Alex yeah. Smith, okay. We know. He, he's a steady guy. You can win with him if you do enough around him. You know what he brings to the table. He gets hurt. His career may be over. I, it's just, And it's the Redskins. I mean, the, And to add all the other stuff, of they're just an organization that just comes off anything but a well-oiled machine. Anything but. No, not at all. So it's it's not surprising. Bill Callahan going to take over um, as the head coach. You know, he's the assistant head coach and O-line coach. Has some you know, experience. But, yeah, it's just – it's always been that way. I mean, when did Dan Snyder buy the team? It was, what, the late 90s, early 2000s? He's I don't had even for remember. A good while now. He's had them for a while. And what have they done? I mean, they've maybe they've won a couple of divisions when everybody else is down. They've made a few playoff appearances. He tried to bring Joe Gibbs back, and that didn't work. Steve Spurrier gave it a try, that didn't work. And now you know you you got yet another another coaching change. So Jim Zorn, remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So didn't last very long. No. So not surprising. And now uh, Bill Callahan gets his turn. What has he had him for about fifteen, sixteen years, something like that, or has yeah. it been longer? That seems right. I, I mean, say I, early, early two thousand, right? Like two thousand two, two thousand three, somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah, look it up. That's what I'm looking up right now. Of when he bought them, nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit earlier than that. So it has been twenty years. Um, John, yeah, John Kent Cook was unable to raise sufficient funds to permanently purchase the Redskins, and Daniel Snyder got them on May 25th, 1999. Mike Vrabel will have his press conference today at 1130. We plan on uh, carrying that live for you to hear that. When we come back, yeah, we must discuss what took place over at Nissan Stadium yesterday and get into all that. And, of course, welcome your phone calls if you want to weigh in on the Titan situation as well, too. More of Darren, Donnie, and Chase on the other side. ESPN 1025, the game. Here you go, Mike Vrabel opting again to give his kicker a shot at redemption. We're maybe going to give him one more chance. This is a tough kick, however. 53-yarder. He's missed from 50, 36, and 33. Santos, and he misses again. And his nightmare afternoon continues. That's what capped off a seven-play, 40-yard drive for the Titans that chewed up just over three minutes of time, three minutes and 15 seconds to be exact. Fourth and four from the Buffalo 35 with just over six and a half to go, down a touchdown. Santos 0 for 3 on the day. And Mike Vrabel sends him out there for a 53-yard field goal mm. to cut the lead to 14-10 to with six and a half to go. 
you would still need another touch. You would still need a touchdown. Yeah, and a kicker that's missed three field goals that day. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to. There are so many times this year that I've watched a Titans game and I find myself with my hands on my head going, Vrabel, what are you doing? Whether it's going for it on fourth down in a situation that you shouldn't, or sending the kicker out there that has been garbage all day to try and kick a 53-yard field goal. If he can't make it from 36, what makes you think he's going to hit from 53? I, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, that, and that's a situation knowing that you are still going to need points, that you are still going to need a touchdown. Why not go for it? I just, and, and it makes me wonder, does Vrabel just not know how to handle those situations? I, it's how many times have you heard me say on this show it's time for him to take the player hat off and put a coach hat on how many times have you heard me say that a ton a ton and there's just no speaking of inconsistent you know which is all we do is when we talk about the titans is inconsistencies it's no different with the head coach yep. and he has been nothing but this kind of gunslinger go for it player mentality you know we're gonna be aggressive and so and that's blown up in his face that's all we've seen is the constant what are you doing like that that's a horrible decision and now after your kickers missed three field now you're gonna go for the field goal yeah now after three missed field goals and it's 14 to 7 with six and a half to go now you're gonna back off and attempt a fifty-three yard field goal. I like you, like you said. I, I did not just, understand it. I spend so much time now just shaking my head, going, "I I don't understand what he's doing. I I just I don't." And it's now what seventeen games into his head coaching career, which is still very very early, but seventeen games in, and especially this year, where it well, seems like every week, well, regular season. Or I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's more Twenty-one games, sorry. Yeah. Twenty-one games. Whoops. They play more in pros <laughs> than they do in college. Contrary to popular belief, the Titans are not a college team. Yeah. Mm. Well, wow. That was Max Hers. Everybody mm. throwing in the little kick to the groin. Because I I don't I don't understand when when this by the way this year in the five games that, that I feel like we spend a lot of time talking about the head-scratching moves mm-hmm. by the head coach. And this is yet again another week of head-scratching move by the head coach that makes no sense to anybody. Like, if basically, if you go around and poll anybody, whether it was the should-have-kicked-the-field-goal-last-week in Atlanta, where I think you could have gotten 99%, you'll never get 100% in anything, 99% of the people, what do you do here? Go for it on fourth and six or kick a field goal or the same deal. 99% of the people are going, what are you doing? Why would you send out the kicker? If it was 33 yards, I think people would still say, go for it. What are you right. doing? It's 53 yards. You're going to get 99% of people saying, uh, no, just At go for it. At that point in the game, you have to go for it. And that's that's a time, too, where, okay, put the player hat on because I bet you your offensive saying, coach, we got this. Let's go. Well, the problem is, you know, this is what I what I heard, and I don't know what you what you heard in this. Oh, I heard a lot of when Mike Vrabel said in his press conference, I went up to Santos, and it's like, why are you going up to Santos to, to do what? 
Right. Ask him if he's good. You good? You Ask him. You're gonna hit. The, you missed the other three. Will you, you get this you're one? You're gonna get this one. Like, what? You need a guarantee for? What do you think he's gonna say? The dude was on the streets right a month ago. You you brought him in. He's he's a replacement kicker for your injured kicker. What the hell do you think he's gonna say? Uh, I don't, Mike. I gotta be honest. Look, I'm not feeling good. It's not my day, man. It's just not my day. I think this would be a bad move for you. Like I, I would not put me. I would not put me in. Like yeah. what? What do you think he's gonna say? Right. I went over to him to say what? 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 What are you gonna? Just what other head coach goes over there? Hey, you good, man? What? Do you, hey, what are you feeling right here? What do you think? I I don't know. I maybe I read it. I, am I reading into that wrong? I don't know. No, you're not. When I heard that, I'm like, what? What? Why would you have any discussion? With Santos at that point. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to answer this with a question. Because I see decisions like that. I see decisions like the week before in which you won the game where you're going for it on fourth down where you have no business going for it on fourth down. Because in that situation, you're showing that you trust your offense but but not your kicker. Even that you know, even if that wasn't your intent, you still should have just kicked the field goal and taken the points. You didn't. He's showing signs where there are just certain coaching decisions he doesn't know how to make. And I'm not going to put all of that on Mike Vrabel. I'm going to put a good portion of that on the general manager, John Robinson, because you have to put him in a position. You have to, if you think, or if he's making these decisions and you're seeing that, as the GM, you got to go, okay, maybe I need to get him some help on, on some of this game management stuff. There's no coach on this staff that has any type of previous head coaching experience. I think Mike Vrabel needs that. I think he needs some help. I know Dean Pease has been around for a long well, time. Why is that the general manager's problem? The general manager is the reason this is in place. Well, the general manager hires the coach, right? Yeah, but I mean, you think the general manager goes down and says, "Hey, you're my guy, but here I'm going to here I want you to hire this guy." You want to win, don't you? I mean, look, you've seen it happen before. Yeah, I don't know about that. And a lot of first-year head coaches, they get help with their staff. Well, so. It's a little late for that. Oh, it is a late We're for that. Five but. games into this, I don't know what. What do you think? That's what's. How's that going to change right now? No, it's not. They, I mean, they're stuck with what they have. But if you know that, that's where that's where John Robinson has to take some responsibility of. Okay, maybe you hired a guy that just wasn't quite ready. Because he's and, and I I like Vrabel. I think Vrabel has the potential to be the guy, but. He's showing that there's some simple game management decisions that he just can't make. The problem is you can't say he's got potential or he may end up being the guy. That's not what you said. That's not what you hired him for. You hired him to take the next step right now. Because you made the decision that Mike Malarkey wasn't good enough and that going to the second round of the playoffs wasn't good enough. And I'm not sitting here giving the ringing endorsement of Mike Malarkey as going to the coaching Hall of Fame. But I'm just simply saying, if you go to the second round of the playoffs and you're the Titans organization, which has done uh, nothing but, I mean, January football, the last time they won a playoff game before that one was 2003. Yeah, Let that sink in. 2003 was the last time. Our morning show host was still on the team. Yeah. Yes, he was in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That's when they or they won, and you made the decision that it's time now to take the next step. And I think a little something else that bothers me a little bit is the fact that it was pretty cute that first press conference. They took some shots at the previous staff and yeah. what they're not going to do, and yet we're sitting here twenty-one games later, and 
Should they have been taking shots? Nope. No. They shouldn't have because, again, like he, he is showing signs that he's in over his head a little bit. I mean, the fact that you, you can't – that you went and talked to the kicker and you're like, all right, he's good, I trust him. I still have confidence. And then after the game, he's like, we still have confidence in our kicker. Do you? How do you still have confidence in your kicker? He missed four field goals. He left 12 points off the board yesterday. That would have been enough for you to win the game. And you still trust him? Really? How? How do you – I uh, Emily Proud from News 2, you know, had the quote. And I quote tweeted it and said, why? Why do you why why are you still trusting him? I mean, he he's he was not good. He he didn't lose you the game completely because there were other things. I mean, I'm not putting this on Marcus for once. He was all right. He is what it is. But I I thought he was fine. I think what's disappointing for a lot of people, and we can get into this on the other side, is we all know sitting here today, we do. And I know it's the NFL and things change. I get it. And you can give the example of Colts were one and five, and you'll, you can say to other examples. I would say the teams that made the turnaround, look who was under center. That's usually how that happens. When you look around, whether it's we're talking about the head coach and you say not ready, uh, I'd say it's pretty clear. There's just yeah. there's one gigantic fumble after another as a head coach, and he's never done it before. I get that but that's not what you brought him in here for. Whether it's the quarterback, whether it's it's just the constant inconsistencies, and you know the reality is, even though things can turn around, sure. They're two and three. Is the season over? Absolutely not. But you just kind of know this is what it's going to be yet again. Like this mm-hmm. season is not going to be special. They're not going to win 10 of their last 11. That's not going to happen. Nope. Everybody knows that. That's not That's not how it's going to play out. Have they done that in the past? Yeah, Jeff Fisher had a team. In fact, it was after a loss to the Redskins that they did win ten of their last eleven. Was but, that the one in one in four start or the? And that was the, the Bud Adams. We got out coached, yeah, 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 yeah. and then they they went on a huge run. And the problem is, it's going to look a lot of what we've been accustomed to for a long time, and hence why you had so many Bills fans in the stadium, which is another problem, right? Because and then you have the comments by Taylor Lewan saying he doesn't even blame Titans fans. It's like it, it just feels like yet again it's another here we go again. Right. And it's it's just not good for business when you're in yet again another season of here we go again. Yeah, and then you got Taylor Lewan, Delaney Walker taking the blame, putting it on themselves. You know, Taylor said it, we, we put this on the offensive line and, you know, Delaney's being very honest, and I appreciate that, but at, at some point, okay, when are you going to change? When is something going to change? I love honesty. I love a player that can get in front of a camera and say, hey, you know what? I suck today. That's okay. Well, when are you going to stop sucking? That's that's my question. When are you going to fix it? Because if it's been like this since you have been here, which is what Taylor Lewan has said, that it's been inconsistent on offense and we we have to fix things, if that's been the case for the last six, seven years, when is it going to change? I warned people all last week, just because Taylor Lewan's coming back doesn't mm-hmm. mean everything is going to be fixed. I said it all week. 
Yeah, because the guy happened. next to Taylor Lewan is hot garbage right now. All right, we will come back. More of Darren, Donick, and Chase on the other side. ESPN 1025, the game. You know, I think one Titans fan told me that he's, his dad sold his, their season tickets because he said the ball was going to break, break, the, break their heart. And so we have to be better. I mean, that's just what it is. Like, there's nothing. I'm not saying anything that nobody else sees. Like, we have to be better. And that's myself included, everybody. Like, upstairs, coaches, players, everybody has to be better. And, and that's got to be consistent. And it can't be, oh, we lost. Well, uh, well, let's be better. And then we win. And then we're like, oh, we're the greatest. It's, it's got to stop. Yeah, it's just, it's getting out of hand. Taylor Lewan's first game back results in a Bills 14-7 victory over the Titans. Now fall to 2-3. and three. Indianapolis last night goes to Kansas City and beats the Chiefs. Yikes. Gutsy win by them. And the, ta- and the Texans hang 100 on the Falcons en route to their victory. The Falcons are bad. Dan Quinn will be next. Yep. That's, I agree with that. I don't think just, I, I don't think he makes it the whole season. No, it'll be like Jay Gruden. No, it's it's coming soon. I just I, I think that that is over. They gave up fifty two. They never. It, it was like they just that Super Bowl. The way they lost that Super Bowl, they have never come back from that. Max informed us during the break that this week's pick six winner was a phone caller on Friday afternoon, and that person hit eight points. Eight of a possible nine. Bernard, our winner. How about Hmm. that? Went Florida when most everybody took Auburn, which, by the way, I told you, I took Florida because I said, why? Here's my logic. Everybody's going to take Auburn, which tells me something's fishy. Take Florida. He also had uh, the Bills. He had Frank Gore under. His only incorrect guess was he had Tennessee losing between 13 and 24 points. And that looks pretty good. Yeah. Looked pretty good. Yeah. One of the few who said no touchdown for Vandy's big three, which I thought, especially since you're given double points out if they don't score, I thought that was an easy one to take. Yeah. And what I tell you, Darren, hammer the under on that game. Vandy You did. You did say that, and it was the under. The over-under was like 63 and a half. Of course, it wasn't even close to that. And two of the touchdowns were just total fluke plays. Yeah. Not earned at all. So... I mean, it was it was an even truer under than it looks like number wise. I want to fix that tackling thing again. It's like how long are we going to talk about that? So yeah, so congratulations, eight of a possible nine, and it was a call in rather than because uh, you get the extra top shelf and somebody going to the website. So let's let's talk about that offensive line that was mm. and you threw out a little little stinger there on the way out. I did the Saffold. And I'll stand by it. <laughs> he is. Uh, Boy, is it not starting to feel like um, Levitre? Mm. He'll pay the uh, top guard out on the free agent market tons of money and just hasn't panned out. I don't know. I mean, it's a, maybe it's a little early five games in to throw on the towel and Saffold, but we would have to say the early returns with the money that they paid him, it has not been a good signing. But let me ask you this, though, because with, with uh, Levitre, when he leaves here, he goes to Atlanta. He wasn't bad in Atlanta. Well, they got to the Super Bowl with right, him. Right. So, okay. So if he was good before, bad here, and then good after, I mean, that sometimes points to the scheme and points to, to coaching. I look at this offensive line right now. Taylor Lewan, since Russ Grimm left with the previous coaching staff, has regressed. Agreed? And he's 
He's not what he was. Uh, he's still Taylor he's still, regressed. I don't he's know still a regressed. pro bowler, but he but I think he was better with Russ Grimm. Well, uh, the offensive line was way better. That's with my Russ point. Grimm. That's what I'm going to know do. that. I think some of this is on Keith Carter, the offensive line coach. So you got you got to look at some coaching. But Roger Saffold, with all the money they paid him, hot garbage. That's what I said. That's what it's looked like. And Teron Davenport, who will join us later on in the show, sent me some clips last night. He does like a film breakdown and where he he looks at the the all twenty two and and he showed me you know several plays in which Saffold just got eaten alive and it led to a sack of Marcus Mariota. I mean, this has been the problem all year, except for the the Atlanta game, which that defensive front for Atlanta is terrible. Awful. So he didn't get tut or he didn't get sacked. He got sacked five times yesterday. Unacceptable. And then you want to, and I've been very critical of Marcus Mariota. I'm not backpedaling at all. I've been very critical of him. But if he has zero time <laughs> to make a play, what do you expect? Especially with a quarterback that you know what he is. That he's a, he's kind of one-dimensional. you got to give him some time, and he's had no time. And a lot of that starts at the left guard position, which is Roger Saffold. And, you know, you to your credit, and I said it too, having Taylor Lewan come back wasn't going to fix all the problems. Now I wanted to see if it, if it helped Saffold. Yesterday it didn't. Maybe, you know, they get a few games under their belt. Maybe it does. But right now, that offensive line... And for Taylor Lewan to say, you know, I put this loss on the O-line and we take responsibility, that's all great. But like I said before, when is it going to change? Yeah, I guess that's where probably a lot of people have a problem. It's like, you know, you're kind of starting to hear the – well, not kind of. You're, you're hearing the same thing out of the head coach every week. You know, we got to get better. I got to coach better. It's like the same routine in losses. And, and Taylor Lewan, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, that's fine. But right now it's starting to just feel like words, Right. I mean, it, yeah. it, it just feels like words because really now there's so many fans that it's about actions, as we saw again, yet again in the stadium. Um, man, there were a lot, and I mean a lot. I, we were, heck, we were talking about on Saturday. You walk around downtown, going to the Predators game. Man, there were every pedal, every pedal tavern and party bus in downtown Nashville was consumed with Bills fans. Oh, they were everywhere. They were everywhere Saturday. Jumping through tables. There's a video that's that's viral on Twitter. Have you seen that? The guy jumping off the pedestrian bridge. Well, yeah, that's table. yeah that that wasn't very smart. No. Uh, has anybody done a follow up? Like, how's his health today? I'm sure he's hurting. That, that hurt. He's alive. Well, that's good because I'll tell you what, it didn't look it's, very it, good. The guy was not moving. It's not very Did smart. Did you see this? We're sure he's alive. I was just saying. Do you know that I've for seen, a fact? I've seen on Twitter people saying that they have done investigating that he is. Like that guy made living. it to the game. I don't know if he made it to the Does game. Does he know? Did he know he was in Nashville? I that that's a good question because he face planted. Yeah, I think assuming he was alive was already a little bit of an assumption. <laughs> assuming he made it to the game is is just plain stupid. I mean, there's a, if you listen, <laughs> yeah, I like I need some proof. Like I need a follow up rather than you just say I'm pretty sure. Well, I've I've on. I mean, and I don't believe everything I read. So on people, Twitter. there were follow ups to. Hey, yeah. this guy is yeah, alive like, and well. Up. He's and he's. Is in his seat? He's well, at the game? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he got up from okay. missing the table and face planting on the sidewalk. So I, I, I love, though, in the video you hear a guy go, is he dead? <laughs> like, Was there a cart that came up to him? Did it work? 
They had to, they had to take his face mask off. <laughs> hey, what the hell was that? The weird thing is that both Mike Tomlin and the NFL have denied that the cart was the problem. They said they determined that he was okay to be walked off. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. He looked at... The NFL said there was a backup cart available if they needed it, which oh. I assume is the policy. So but he laid there motionless for how long, and it wasn't the cart? that He just he was it. motionless before he was even laying on the yes, ground. you're right. He was motionless <laughs> the minute he got hit. Because when his fall to the ground, he that had, is a scary, scary he, play. He did not. Uh, he we will not remember that fall. No. But yeah, so talking about the Titans, it just I, I'm I'm with you. Like I'm tired of hearing just the words because that's that's all they are. And you know, you and I are on the same page on on a lot of things. Of okay, if you make a mistake and you come out and you go, hey, you know what? That's that's on me. I messed up. I made a mistake. And then if you don't do it again, okay, it means something. You have corrected that mistake. But when you see the same things week after week after week after week, year after year after year, and you're still standing in front of lockers going, yeah, you know, that's – I mean, we got to get better as an offense. We're just too inconsistent. We're consistently inconsistent. We're, that's what you've been the last six years. And you've made coaching changes, you've made coordinator changes, you've made personnel changes, and it's still the same. When is it going to change? Uh, Max, we have an update from the phones. I noticed the phones were blowing up. I didn't know if we were doing a giveaway or what was going on. What what do we have back there? We had a kind gentleman call in and say that the Bills fan was transported to a local hospital. Okay. But he has no further knowledge. Well, at that point, he's alive. Right, but you then fought. But I, you said there was kind have, of stuff I, that he made also, it to the game, and no, I never said he made it to the game. Yeah, where did I, that come from? There I was never no chance said that. he was at the game. <laughs> you keep saying that I said that. I never said what that. What were your exact words? My exact words were: I have seen stuff on Twitter. You don't always believe what you read on Twitter. That he was alive. That's what I said. I didn't say that he's okay. That he's gone to the game. That he had another beer. Like I, I, I don't. I'm basing my information on what Twitter was saying. Okay. And we just that was just some calls that said he went to the hospital. I'll which, check I'll check with Dutchie and see what he knows. Quite honestly, when you watch the video, does anybody surprise that he went to the hospital? No. I'm not. Not exactly very smart. All right, we'll come back. Wrap up the first hour. Darren Donnie can chase. By the way, if you want to jump in there and talk with us, you can do that as well. Seven three seven one oh two five six one five seven three seven one oh two five. More the show next. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Mike Vrabel, press conference at 1130. We'll play that. Jerron Davenport should be in studio with us in the final hour of the program. We had East at high noon, our weekly check-in with Vince Ferrara. Right now we check in with Mike up in Gallatin. Mike, what's up? Hey, guys. So I'm disappointed and frustrated because I feel like it's just a normal thing that we have with the ebbs and the flows of the Titans. And, again, it's been going on for more than a decade, and we've been talking about this for a while. But am I wrong in saying that I'd rather the Titans be in a situation more like the Dolphins? Because at least the Dolphins know they suck, and they have an abundance of picks and things to look forward to. We are looking like another team that's going to go 500, that's going to have a 15-16-ish to 16-ish pick. And if you look at the uh, mock draft, they have a pick in – again, mock draft is earlier stupid. But they have a pick in another Oregon quarterback, and I just – I, I just can't see us continue to go 8-8 eight eight for the rest of our lives. I just feel like that's the mirror that we're in. 
Would, am I crazy for thinking that it would ever be a dolphin situation than what we're at right now? Well, no, you're not crazy. And thanks for the call, Mike. Very, yeah. They made some good points. Look, we, we've talked about it. If you remember, I don't remember when I said it last year. I said if everybody's being truthful and you really wanted the best for the organization long term, then you hope this thing bottoms out next year, not this year. Right. Bottoms out and you get the number one pick because the number one pick of the draft is going to be Trevor Lawrence, period. Yeah. And, you know, there's no guarantees because number one picks aren't always guaranteed to be great. I mean, we know that. I mean, Jameis Winston was the first pick overall. Marcus Mariota was the second pick overall. We can state other examples. But, I mean, he certainly looks the part, right? He looks like, you know, and I get it, Clemson's struggling. But, you know, in the end, Trevor Lawrence is going to be – It's it feels a lot like Andrew Luck where we've identified him very early on in his college career that this guy's going to be the number one pick in the draft and he's probably going to change somebody's franchise. So I do understand what Mike is saying. The problem is you can't – fans can say that. Yeah, and you can hope for that, but obviously over there, you know, you can't do that because it's probably if that happens, you're talking about okay, who's going to be the, who's going to be coaching Trevor Lawrence? Who's going to be the GM? Who's going to be the GM putting yeah. that roster together around Trevor Lawrence? So obviously they're not they're not in that mode. But as a fan, do you ever really want to bottom out? No, because there's been some bottoming out here, right? There's been some really really bad years, especially under the Wizenator, which was short lived, but that was brutal. Yeah, that was brutal. I mean, these fans, this market is ready for a winner. This market is ready to talk about a team that wins and is exciting and is fun. I mean, look, when you have, and I get it, everybody's looking for that special guy, everybody. And until you get it, but man, look at Kansas City last night. You know what? They they can feel it in that market. They know they have a chance mm-hmm. with Patrick Mahomes. As long as Mahomes is under center and out there playing, their team is going to be in contention to go to the Super Bowl. They just are because that guy, like Russell Wilson, like they fell out in Seattle, even with a roster that isn't murder's row, when you have that guy, you have a chance to win. You yeah. have a chance every week. And, he's and, a it's, third fun. Round pick. and it's fun. Oh, right? Yeah. That's another thing. And it's fun. And everybody knows it's it stinks, right? Because everybody's been rooting for, for Marcus Mariota. And you said earlier, I caught this in the last segment. He's one-dimensional. And you know why I'm bringing this up? Because I agree. Yeah. He is. Because here's the deal. That's what he is. If everything is going perfect and he can go through his basically one read and, and make that play, good things happen. Yep. The problem is whenever you go up against a solid defense like the Ravens last year or the Bills this year and things aren't going as planned. When things are going as planned, things are going to be really good. It's going to be a good day for the Titans and a good day for Mariota, a good day for the offense. And it's it's going to, more times than not, usually it always results in a win. The problem is we know in the NFL you can't go into every week expecting good things to happen. Sometimes you have to pull things out of your behind. Sometimes you win games you're not supposed to win. Right. You had no business winning. Sometimes you win games where, or it's back and forth and, you don't know from play to play, drive to drive, how this is going to play out. But the the good teams, usually the special quarterback, finds a way to win those games. And as we know, like I said, you're right. Yesterday, there's a lot of things we can point at. Like Marcus is way down the list. He yeah. just is. But he's also still the, hasn't he's, thrown a pick. He's the quarterback. Okay. Yep. And sometimes when you need, sometimes you need that guy. Right. You need that guy in those weird games to pull out that win. 
and nobody really feels comfortable when you need that guy for weird games that he's the guy because typically things have to be going well for it to play out for a victory. If things are not going well, then more times than not, they find a way to win or find a way to lose. And so if you don't have that special guy, it's just tough, man. It's so hard to win in this league when you don't have that guy. And this defense is, I think, really good, but they're just not good enough to to, to pull out a, a win like they did. Yet. Now, the kicker didn't help them. I thought the defense did a tremendous job of getting the Bills' offense off the field. They did their job, but they needed some help, and they just didn't get it. The only thing that's been consistent right now to this point this season, the only thing that we can point at, we all collectively can point at and say, that's really good, are two things. The defense. Mm-hmm and the punter yep that's what we know that's what we know is really good can, Kern, can he actually kick? <laughs> i shouldn't i shouldn't exclude delaney walker because if you throw the ball correctly to delaney walker he'll catch it he'll catch it why aren't they using him more what is going on with that that's that's one of my big questions from yesterday and he was asked about it you know in post game and he didn't really have an answer for it. Why aren't they using him more? I, I'm all about, like, if you want to incorporate Jonu Smith, fine. Ha- have some two tight end sets. But Delaney Walker's your old reliable. And he's healthy. He's back. I think some of the frustrations with Delaney Walker, my opinion, is the few opportunities he's gotten at times. And there's times when the correct throw, it would yeah. have resulted in good things. Right. And, in that first been, play, like, you know, the, the first play was a good one, and Lawan has the, the hold. And- I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't know. I haven't heard very many people say this, and maybe I'm off base. Maybe there's a reason why most people aren't saying this. I, I don't like that call. I don't like the hold? I don't like the call. I mean, as in the call in the field. I, like, that's not – really? Is that holding that, – that, what that play had nothing to do with the play. Yeah. And I get it. He's trying to peel off, and and Taylor, you know, he took ownership for it. So. Yeah, but do you make? Is there? Is that why we call holding? Did that affect the call? No. Did it have anything to do with the play? No. No, it didn't. Had nothing to do with. But that's the NFL. That's that's well, let me that's tell you There was a lot of bad officiating. Oh, there's a lot of bad officiating every week because that they Dallas don't want to Green address Bay it. game. If you watched it, I did. Man, it was poorly officiated. They don't want to address it. That they, was not a good a good game for the officials. They tried. They said, yeah, we're going to hire full-time officials. And then and then they were like, eh, never mind. We're not going to do I'm that. I'm just saying, did that play, did, what was Lawan being t- did that have anything to do with that completion? Anything? No. It was, In my it opinion, was no. It was I, I thought it was pretty lame. Yeah, I agree. It was ticky Me personally, I thought it was a, it was a pretty lame call. I don't know how other people feel. I didn't see a whole lot of people saying that, so maybe there's a reason why because everybody felt like it was a hold. I thought it was. I think you keep. I mean, if you go opinion, and you look at it, it, it was. But I keep. I'm saying I keep my, the flag in my pocket. That's just me. Yeah, it didn't well, affect the play. It had nothing to do with the play. The days of letting them play, I think, uh, are long gone. Well, they can't make up their mind. Sometimes no. they do, and sometimes they don't. Depends on the crew and and the league. You know, here's an idea: make up. Make up your mind. So the hit on Rudolph is fine, but let's find Roethlisberger for wearing an Apple Watch yeah, I, on the sidelines. Really? What a joke. That's, that's, that's where your priorities are? What really? a joke. 
wear a watch on the sidelines for a guy who's not even suited up in planes. You find him five thousand dollars. Wow. Come back, hour number two of Darren Donnick and Chase next.